What's up, everybody? This is BC. I have another special guest here for another interview on the Supreme Being podcast. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you guys need anything real estate worldwide, uh, check us out at teambcsold.com and shoot us a message and we can help you. Number two, if you are affiliated at all with real estate in any way, shape, or form, and you would like to partner with myself and my team, go to partnerwithteambc.com to check out that opportunity. And lastly, this podcast is also sponsored by Modern Success, my coaching program. Our esteemed guest today is part of that program, and it's a thriving community now that I recommend you check out and join. You can go to the link on my bio on Instagram, or you can go to my website, briancasella.com, and check out more. So, Akash, welcome, brother. Um, we'll get right into it. So, for the people that don't know you who are listening to the podcast, go ahead and do a short one to two minute introduction about yourself, and we'll get right into it, bro. I'm Akash Jinti. I'm a peaceful and spiritual being, and I have rights given to me by God and by nature. I'm the son of Anil Kumar Reddy, a master mason raised at Jerusalem Lodge number 26 of free and accepted masons in New Jersey. I'm a messenger of Arash Sapardipazar and disciple of Vince Kelvin. I'm a student of modern success and a ninth flame yogi. I'm a former biotech analyst and now the founder of the Rising Suns. I'm super excited to be on today, brother, and thank you for inviting me. Love it, man. Glad to have you, dude. So let's start there. You know, the first thing that people are going to notice is we have similar lineage as far as who we're studying and that kind of stuff. Um, walk people through that a little bit. Um, at what moment you came across Arash, Social Dynamics, VK, and all this stuff? Was it something you've been doing for a long time? Or did you just stumble across it randomly and now you've, you know, taken this path? Yeah, it's funny. I actually, I remember seeing the pickup artist on VH1 when I was in seventh or eighth grade. So this was probably 2007, 2008. This was like the beginnings of the pickup artist movement and community. And I was enamored. I mean, I was, like I said, I was in seventh grade. I just saw it on TV and I was always watching like VH1, MTV, all these types of things. And I was just like, this is so cool. Like what, what's going on here? And I was a nerd back in high school, elementary school. Like I was just like, like really, really smart, like genius level smart, but I just didn't know how to interact and socialize with people. So I was like, okay, these are the guys who are really smart and getting women. So I kind of studied it on and off throughout high school, throughout college, had a few relationships, like three serious relationships. But then out of college, I was like, I have time and I have money now because as I mentioned, I was a, a biotech analyst. So I wanted to really kind of continue down the path. And uh, one day I, I decided to, uh, I was listening to a podcast from Trip Kramer. Um, I was just like Googling like pickup podcasts and I came across Vince Kelvin. First time I heard him, two weeks down the road, he was going to be in New York City. So I made sure to just show up in person. And once I met Vince Kelvin, I just saw him and there was just like this moment of like a click and everything made complete sense. And he knew exactly where I was going. Dope, man. I love that. Now, the interesting part, bro, is like myself, you, and a few other people in our clique, you saw and recognized the importance of social dynamics, understanding male-female psychology and interactions. For you, was it an instantaneous thing that you knew? Did you have a vision? H how did that work for you? Because people still don't get it, man. And when I try to explain this to a lot of people, they don't understand it. So what was that moment or you know, what did that path look like for you? Because you obviously see the importance of this, not just for, you know, your dating life and relationships, but, you know, for life in general and having success at the highest level. Yeah, I have to really say that it's due to my 
family, I think, and, and really from my mom's side, um, more so than my dad's side. And, and, and when I say this, I mean, my mom has put me through, like, just, she's made sure to enrich me as much as possible, like, all, every single step of my life. Since I was a little kid, I've been taking, like, pretty much, like, college-level classes. I remember when I was in kindergarten, I was going to university right around here, right around the corner for an enrichment program. So, like, this has been my life, my whole life. Nice. And one of the consistent themes that I had um, growing up was that what I would notice is just like the people who are able to talk the most engaging, the people who are able to convey their ideas the best, were able to get things done that just like seems like impossible or insurmountable to most people. So um, I really have a lot to attribute to, to, to my mom um, specifically for noticing the importance of this. That being said, I'd also just, it's just noticing around you who are the people who are going to the top levels, how are they carrying and conducting themselves? How do they talk? How do they dress? How do they smell? What do they like? What do they be like? What is their beingness like? And, and noticing it and being around, um, being lucky and having the opportunity to be around these people, um, whether it be through family um, or through putting myself there, uh, it's just, you pick it up and you just stick with it and, and it becomes part of you over time. Well, that's amazing, man. You know, that, that you had that experience and then getting it from your mom. Cause when I look back to like my upbringings, it was very opposite of this, um, you know, uh, education outside of the norm was shunned, you know, looking for betterment of self and looking at uh, topics such as, you know, communication, you know, I, I'd be made fun of, or I would be told, what are you thinking about? What are you doing? You know, just focus on the world that we're in you know, we're part of this level of social class, you're going to stay in it and stay that way. So that's cool to hear, man, because I didn't know that before this interview. And that's so cool. You know, it's almost like you were ushered into this and a door was open and you could see the light even at a young age. That's incredible. Because when I look back at my journey, this is like a complete 180. You know, some of those seeds were there as I look back. But for me to be doing what I'm doing and, you know, being around individuals like you and, and in these subjects, to me, if I look back from my youth, I would have never expected to be here, right? Mm. So, so, so that's cool that, that you kind of had that path lit for you slightly, you know, with your mom. That's awesome. And I actually appreciate that tremendously because I feel that's, you know, a necessary component for being a good parent. So, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to hear that and happy. So you mentioned being a biotech analyst and to a lot of people that would be considered like a kind of like a high level normie job, right? Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know that title and career field is confusing to people. So break that down for them because you know, everything you've said to me and our crew has been interesting and I'm sure everybody would want to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah. So that starts kind of from high school or for, yeah, high school and college. So back in high school, I was, enamored. I loved biology. I've always loved biology and it's been something that's just been a consistent theme to me. So kind of in high school itself, I knew I wanted to do something in the field of biology and biological sciences, what's going on there. Specifically like DNA was like the most amazing thing to me. It was just like so cool to me. So in high school, I, I pulled together, I put together some academic papers and ended up publishing some stuff in, in like the um, the National Center for Biotech Information. So it's, wow. it's a whole repository for the whole country. Yeah. It's used internationally by scientists. In high school as well, I was I loved business and I loved like financial markets, economic markets, understanding why 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 is the price of something what it is, why is the value of a company what it is, all of all of these types of things. What stock market? Like I was just obsessed with stock market stuff and 
And part of that was part attributed to my dad. My dad worked um, on Wall Street for, for a few years back when I was younger and, and kind of just seeing my dad go on the train and, and kind of having that like exposure to it um, made me aware of it. So in high school itself, I knew I was interested in these two things. Then I went to college. I went to college at the George Washington University in Washington, D.C. Um, and I graduated there with a degree in uh, bachelor's of science in biology and economics. And it's like, well, biology, economics, how do these two things like relate with each other? So I, I don't know. I've always kind of been the type of person who just didn't want to be, you, if you give me a limit, I'm like, let me show you how I transcend that limit. So my junior year of college, I was figuring out what, what do I do with my life? I mean, I have this whole biology thing, I have this whole um, economics thing, like how do these two combine? And to make a long story short, I ended up finding an internship where it was like the, 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 um, the economics of the healthcare market. So healthcare is like, as you know, like providing health to others. So long continuing forward, I ended up doing some investment banking work. I ended up doing some tech transfer work and I'll, I'll break down some of these ideas, um, for, for our listeners. But, um, I really just got immersed into the business side of, developing new novel drugs and therapies for, for, um, for diseases. In other words, how do we get the most cutting edge science? How do we make that into a business? That was like what I specialized in. So at a high level, uh, I ended up leaving college and I'm like looking for a job. And so uh, investment banking didn't work. And the one consulting firm that I applied to uh, is where I ended up getting my job and I, I launched my career from there. So I spent three and a half years there and that's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces to that, but I'll, I'll turn it back over to you for any questions yeah. you might have. That's dope, man. Yeah. And, and that's really interesting because you know, the, the more you talk, the more a lot of the things about you that I've learned so far are starting to make sense. You know, like I look at you too, as a character, you know, like uh, Arash has always referred to us as the Avengers and I think that's cool. And you know, like we jokingly call you the wizard, you know, and I, I want to touch on that a little bit because you're somebody who very early on in this journey, it seems like to me, uh, compared to a lot of other people who kind of get enlightened with this click and this information, you've embraced uh, your individuality and your avatar a lot more than the average person. Can you talk a little bit, a little bit about that? Because for you to do it at the level that you're doing it this soon and, and you know, in retrospect, it it's cool and it's good to see because it's inspiring for other people, but at the same time it shows a grasp and understanding of something that other people take a long time to embrace. Right. So can you speak a little bit about that whole individual individuality and avatar aspect of this? Yeah, that's really interesting because it's something I felt like I've always throughout my high school, throughout my college, it's something that I've like really treasured is being who I am. And I think a lot of it has to do with the story that, again, that my mother kind of told me and, and helped ingrain into me that, that, that really actually has launched me in a positive direction. And the idea of coming back to your roots of who you really are. Um, my mom would tell me stories of, of just of, of almost fantastical, like fantasy-like stories of, of who our family was. So she, I remember... I was told on my, my dad's side, we like in, in India, they have like different like classes of society. It's called the caste system. Yeah. And uh, the caste that we were in is the warrior caste. So it's like the, the, we're the warriors and whatnot. And my, my dad's family, they were the warriors turned farmers, 
but my, my grandpa was like the top doctor of the village. So he was making a lot of money that my dad's like, okay, I'm going to take it to the next level. And it's just like, keep taking it to the next level. So in that sense, it's like, okay, I come from the warriors, turned farmers, turned doctors, turns into uh, IT programmers, turned what next, you know? And then my mom's side, I'm, I'm told the story of how um, it's, my grandfather was one of the top businessmen in the country, had like tons of different businesses. My grandmother just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and, and able to navigate social situations unlike any other. Um, and, and she had gotten me actually, even in her death, she had gotten me opportunities to intern in um, the United States House of Representatives. Nice. So it's really through the stories that I was raised with and, and, and taught with. And, and this is something that I am so privileged and lucky to have had parents to at least guide me even to that direction and, and point me that much. There's other areas in which uh, you can always find something negative with, with your parents, but that's one thing I really, really treasure is this um, really ingraining the idea of fantasy into life such that we can transcend and become a lot larger than, than what, what anyone could be. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That, that's really cool. And I want to ask you this now because obviously what you're describing is unique. And I think I maybe know one other person who uh, has referenced their parents in the way that you're referencing them as far as richness of history, understanding, and depth of kind of knowledge and ideas are giving you even at a young age. What would you recommend to somebody? Because obviously we have an audience here who maybe is struggling because I struggled with that before because I fell into the identity of, well, I'm a jock, I'm an athlete. And I kind of got caught in that and it took me a while to break out of it. So for those of us who didn't have that upbringing, is there anything you can think of to give them as far as some wisdom in regards to finding that individuality in them and then really letting it shine and taking that to the next level? Yeah. So my background is I'm half Indian, half Peruvian, hundred percent American. This is what I always tell people. I was like, Oh, what are you like half Indian, half Peruvian, hundred percent American. What does that mean? So I look at these three kind of areas. I look at Indian. What, what I look at the culture of India. So I'll really immerse myself in it. What is the food like? I'll visit there. And I've had the opportunity and privilege to have visited there. I'll do the practices, yoga practices, like just being the essence of what does it mean to be Indian? Same thing with Peru. And I'll look back in terms of history. I'll, I'll look back into the history. Well, the Indians, again, we were the warrior caste, like looking into what was that lifestyle like? What did these people live like? What did the, because I like to be very mystical, what did the mystics of each of these areas look like? What were the legends like? What were the stories like? Just really getting into the roots and really into your DNA, into both of these. So if, if you're, um, if I'm Peruvian, I go do the exact same thing. I go to visit Peru. I see what is the, the, the uh, clothing look like? What does the nature look like what does the food taste like all of these things really immersing yourself what are the legends of this area and i think the biggest piece is really going back to the stories and the legends of the country or the land from which you were born i'm born in new jersey i was born in new jersey and that's just as rich and important to me uh, and the stories of new jersey are just as rich as important as the stories of india and peru so my piece of advice is really look through the history and the legends of where you were where you were brought up and also your family and trace back those. And it gives you so much room to dream and take that story beyond to the next level. Yeah. I love that, man. Because, you know, when I look back, uh, you know, some of my upbringing, I remember my friends in particular and myself back in the day, like a lot of people, we were really into video games 
However, the ones that would literally suck us in and take over our reality were the ones that had what you just described. They had that rich history and story that went along with it. And you would watch it as you know the, the story unfolded with the characters and the different scenes. And that's really what it's about. So it's interesting that we see that dynamic of what you're describing in something like a video game where we get lost in the video game, yet we won't do that in our own lives with our own family and our own history. That's a trip, right? We'll let a game literally put us in trance for weeks or years, but we won't do that with our own family history just to get to, to know ourselves better. That's interesting, man. And that's the parallel I was making when you were talking. So, hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's super good, man, because I feel like whether you're, you know, biotech and we're going to get into what you're doing now, real estate, whatever it is, it's that spark. It's that individuality that allows you to separate yourself because if I can boil down my success thus far to certain categories, one of those is that I stand out and I embrace what makes me different. Whether it clashes with that norm or not, I don't care. I'm still going to be me and wear that flag proudly, just like all the, you know, the troops and, and all the you know, nations when they would march back in the day to war, the front man had the flag and they proudly represented who they were. Same thing with their uniform, you know, and I feel like that's been lost nowadays. So to see you doing that, it's almost like we're going back in history and now we're playing roles that are modern, but we have some of those things uh, about like the warriors that I've been bringing that up in modern success, you know, reading about the culture and those kind of things. Like it's cool because we're literally like manifestations of that now with the, mm -hmm. with that code, which is really cool. So let's, um, super interesting, man. We keep just going back and forth about this. It's awesome. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing now. Cause to a lot of people, they're going to say, Whoa, you know, Akash had a great job and it seemed like he loved what he was doing. And now you've done like a 180 now where you're going like hundred percent entrepreneur, you know, you're, you're really pushing the yoga I see and, and really doing your thing on social media and, and really doing your own thing from the ground up. Talk a little bit about maybe what inspired you to pull the plug and start that and kind of where you see this thing going in the next, you know, two, three, four, five years. Yeah. So <laughs> I've, been, I've been going through this transition for the past about two months now, three months, but in some senses it really started when I started studying under Vince. Like I remember when I started studying under Vince, I was probably about a year, maybe less just about under a year into my, the role that I was in. Um, and it was at that point, I was just like, well, I've got time, I've got money. I can really like dedicate some investment into this because, um, one thing is that I didn't want to do was just go half ass into it and then let the dream kind of die. Yeah. So I knew when the timing was right for it. And that's when I started making the investments and it just continued to build over there. So it, it kind of, that transition happened over almost two and a half years, really, but it was, that's when it at least started. Mm. And throughout that time with the, 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 the company that I was with prior, I mean, the relationship changed it quite a bit. Um, and I just matured into the role a bit and, and, and so on and so forth. But it all came to kind of like a breaking point. Literally, it, the, the relationship just broke. I, I, I don't know how to describe it in any other way of that it just, it broke. Um, and so I remember calling, it was a, I think it was a Thursday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know, it was something like this. I remember calling Vince just afterwards and I was like, hey Vince, like, I, like, I don't know what happens, but I'm not at the company anymore. That's, that's the only way I can describe it. Um, and I was cool because I knew I put a lot of money away. So this was one of the big things is I stored a crap ton of money when I was at this company because I was paid pretty well. I was paid very handsomely. I was, I was staying with my parents for a little bit of time, which was really, really helpful. And, and I was helping them out in, in, in a different way. 
Um, but it allowed me to put away quite a bit of money, which enabled me to take this new, that leap, if you will. So all to say that it's a, it's a transition that happened over time. It wasn't like all one moment, but in some sense, it also was one moment. It was in that one moment that I saw Vince and I just recognized that this whole journey was just about to unfold. It just was yeah. the unfolding of it. Awesome, dude. So where do you see yourself maybe in the next 12, 24 months? You know, I know kind of you're getting everything off the ground, but is there like a certain vision you have for where you want to be and what exactly you want to be doing in the next, you know, two, three years? Yeah. So the next move for me right now is I'm going to turn into social media and really just focusing my attention on this. Um, it's, it's, it's important. That, that'll be my primary breadwinner is what I'm thinking. The other big things that I'll be doing is really teaching men social life skills because it's something throughout my whole life that I've recognized the importance of. It's something that I don't think is nearly taught to the degree that it should be. And the implications of understanding how to conduct oneself in, in, in your social life has huge impacts, like just huge impacts throughout all of your life and it changes your whole life. So that's another big piece to me. And is, is, it's, it's something that I've found with Vince and Arash, just the communities there is, and, I, and I'll be working with them in some way, shape or form of building out something as what's been done on the West Coast, on the East Coast, because I really want to see, um, I want to see more growth out of here as well. I, I don't want to always go over to the West Coast to you guys. I want to, I want you guys to be coming over here and be like, yo, we're going to the East Coast crew and like, damn, we got to step up our game, you know? Yeah. So all to say, Social media will be my primary breadwinner and, and it's important to have something that you know that this is where I'm going to make my money from, but it's just as important to have your passion projects and, and, and really move forward with those as well. So um, I'll be balancing these two um, and, and, and bringing everyone up and, and bringing these ideas to others as they were brought to me. Nice. Cool, man. So as we're wrapping up, there's one more thing I want to ask you before we get into the final piece. Um, and I asked this for, for everybody, what are, maybe two or three like daily rituals that are a must for you that, you know, are, are just a part of you that no matter what, you're not, you're not going to break that covenant you have with those rituals. Cold showers. That's been one of the biggest things, huge things. Um, cold showers, man. So it, it's winter right now here on the East coast. And I say, I've been doing it for about two, two and a half years now. Mm -hmm. And Every now and then I'll take like a warm shower, like very, very rarely. Like I can count maybe on my two hands in the past two and a half years when I've taken yeah. a hot shower. But yeah, it's just, it's a huge mindset change. And, and mm -hmm. just being able to, I, I like to say, I like to do one thing that makes me uncomfortable every day. And that's the cold shower. After that, it's limitless. You can hit one, you can hit 15. It doesn't matter. At least I've taken that one step. And so the cold shower is that one step. And it's like the thing, no matter what. But then I'll, from there, it's just a lot easier to build because I have some momentum. So I, those are the two, I guess, is one is a cold shower. And then one thing that makes you uncomfortable on top of that, that could be socializing and, and introducing yourself to a stranger. That could be the cold shower. That could be, um, I don't know, making a fool out of yourself, dressing a little kind of funky that, that you know, is a little out there. So th these are a couple of the things that I like to do. Dope, man. I love that. I've been doing the cold showers for the longest too. And my rule is, Unless I'm in the shower with a woman, then it's, if it's just me, it's cold water, you know? I like that. <laughs> cool, man. So let, let's wrap up now. Uh, if people want to follow you, find your stuff. Now is your chance to plug your Instagram, your YouTube, whatever you got. 
Yeah. So Instagram, check me out. Akashinti, A-K-A-S-H-I-N-T-I. Same with YouTube. Snapchat, Youngkosh, Y-O-U-N-G-K-A-S-H. And check out Instagram. That'll be the, the main one to go through. Also got Facebook. And I do the Enlightened Masculinity Podcast with Yogi Chris, uh, which I invite you guys to check out as well. So with that, thank you, Brian. I really, really appreciate this opportunity and amazing stuff on, on MS. It's, it's awesome to have the crew out on the East Coast. We've been doing Sunset Club, catch, doing, going out, doing some night game around here and, and just elevating all around. And these guys are just taking it to the next level all around. So love it, man. Love it, man. Yeah, because that's that spark we need, you know. So I appreciate you being on the show, dude. Uh, we'll definitely do a part two because, you know, I like to limit these to 20, 30 minutes. I think that's a good enough chunk for people to sit down or maybe drive in their car and listen, dude. So thanks for coming, man. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, this is Supreme Being. We're every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you need anything real estate, go to teambcsold.com. Number two, if you're affiliated with real estate and you want to partner with myself and my team, go to partnerwithteambc.com. And lastly, you heard it from the man here in this uh, most recent interview series I've been doing with some of the MS members that are standout people from the group. Uh, if you want to check out Modern Success and join the community, go to the link on my bio on Instagram, or you can go to briancasella.com and it's on the very front page. Okay. Thank you, Akash. Thank you, everybody listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode. All right. Peace.